the Labyrinth of Gar by Sue Mary. Episode 5 Welcome, dear children everywhere. Are you ready for the next episode of The Labyrinth of Gar? Are you comfortable and cosy? Now you can relax and listen to the story. Chapter 7 When Katie opened her eyes again, the whole room was flooded with bright sunlight. This was a bit odd, really, because there were no windows in her bedroom. By now, however, Katie was getting used to very strange things happening. Normally, Katie felt still very tired when she woke up, and usually rather sad and grumpy. Today, she was feeling wide awake and rather happy, which was most unusual. She slid out of bed and looked around for her clothes. Eventually, she found her things neatly folded on a chair. Everything seemed to have been washed and ironed and smelt fresh and clean. Then it began to dawn on Katie that she had no idea how to get out of the bedroom. There were no doors and no windows. She wondered if the funny little box could help her, but where was it? At last, she spotted it on a table alongside the bed. Katie was so relieved. She could have been stuck in that bedroom forever. She reached out to pick up the box, but it moved. It really did. It slid along the table. She reached for it again and again it slid away from her hand. This was very weird. Katie was rather scared by all this magic moving box stuff and could only stand and stare at the box, wondering what to do. Suddenly, the box spoke to her in a teeny weeny voice. Can't catch me for a monkey up a tree. Na na. Then it made a rude raspberry sort of noise. <laughs> bounced up into the air, landed on the floor and began to hop across the carpet. Katie squealed and jumped onto the bed, her heart pounding in her chest. Katie knew that she needed that box if she wanted to get out of the bedroom, but now she was too scared to touch it. What should she do? Oh, if only Sarah was around! She was really good in an emergency. She always managed to have ideas. Then Katie remembered what Sarah had said about the ready list and how this had worked for her quite well yesterday. She tried it. Stop, she said to herself out loud. See, she looked at a beautiful wooden chair in the corner of the room. Breathe, she let her lungs fill with air. Soft and tall, she imagined her head as a floaty balloon and her shoulders as runny custard. At once, Katie noticed herself feeling soft and tall and she began to breathe more slowly. 
She took another big breath through her nose and let it out again, slowly through her mouth. She felt one million zillion times better and she was beginning to have a plan. The little box took a couple of hops nearer to Katie and said, You can't catch me! Come on, slow coach! Katie pretended that she couldn't hear the little box and stood up without looking at it. At once the box hopped away from her and then stopped. Here I am, it said. Katie began to tidy her bed, still pretending not to hear. Nyah, nyah, sang the little box, hopping closer. Down here, it squeaked, beginning to sound a little frustrated and hopping closer still. Katie was busily shaking out the cover from the bed, but she could see the little box out of the corner of her eye. Hey, bunny head, shouted the box, hopping up and down on the spot. Suddenly and quickly, Katie pounced. She flung the bed cover over the little box and then threw herself on top of the bed cover and spread her arms out to hold down the edges so that the little box could not escape. I will not repeat any of the things that the little box then said. It was most rude and it made Katie blush a very bright red colour. The box was hopping about madly under the cover. Katie thought that it looked very funny and began to giggle. Finally, she managed to grab the little box through the cover and hold it with one hand while she reached the other hand beneath the cover to finally pull the little box out. She held onto it very tightly as it struggled in her hand. Let me go, the box shouted. Katie quickly opened the lid and at once found herself standing back in the room with the big table and the strange pictures. Good morning, at last, said Arthur. Ready for walkies? Sarah handed Katie the wish dish and told her to wish for her breakfast quickly as they were about to go on a big adventure. Katie at once felt a tight, scared, sick feeling in her tummy. She thought that she already was on a big adventure and had rather thought it was all coming to an end and that they were all about to live happily ever after. Then she noticed Sarah's bunny ears and Arthur's furry face and felt for her own bunny ears and realised that no adventure could end with the main characters left in such pickles. There must be more, and there was much, much more. We're going to visit the old woman of the Yellow Hills, explained Sarah, as Katie nibbled a piece of toast, and Arthur rushed around the room, opening and closing drawers, and throwing things out all over the floor. He was obviously looking for something. I thought about everything that has happened to us and realised that she's probably our best hope of putting everything right again, Sarah continued confidently. Um, wasn't she, well, just a bit angry with Arthur, though? Katie just knew that Sarah was going to have an answer ready for this line of argument. Well, I've convinced Arthur that if he apologises to the old woman and maybe offers to do a few jobs around the house for her, you know, polish her broomstick, repair the odd cobweb, that sort of thing, then perhaps she'll forgive him. Then perhaps she'll help out you and me. 
Uh, or something. Yes, it's the or something bit that worries me, muttered Katie to herself. But of course there was no point in arguing, because the decision had been made. Once again, Katie had this feeling that things were charging on ahead and that she was left with no choice but to scramble after them. It was a bit like chasing after a ball on a windy beach. Chapter 8 Now there were three of them walking through the wood. Well, sort of walking. As far as Arthur was concerned, what he was doing wasn't exactly walking. It was more sort of scrambling, really. He kept running off the path into the bushes and running up ahead and back again and stopping and sniffing things. Sarah was looking worried. I can't believe how dog-like he's become, she said to Katie. But after they'd been walking for a little while, he seemed to get more control over himself and was able to slow down a bit and walk with the girls. Katie asked him what he'd been looking for when he'd been rooting through the drawers before they left. Arthur was now wearing a heavy coat that seemed to have millions of pockets. He reached inside his coat and pulled out a small shiny metal rod, about 14 centimetres long. I was seeking this, he said, with a big grin on his doggy face. Oh yeah, said Sarah, and what's that supposed to be then? It's my sword, replied Arthur, looking very pleased with himself. Oh, said Katie politely, trying not to let on that she thought Arthur was completely balmy. That's nice then. Don't be bonkers, shouted Sarah. I think you must have fur growing on your brain as well as on your body. How can that tiddly little thing be a sword? Katie wished that Sarah hadn't spoken to Arthur like that. She was afraid that he might be upset. Poor Arthur had had enough to deal with. Slowly turning into a dog was bad enough to make anyone a little odd. And anyway, uh, here she stopped, distracted. There was a very odd noise high up in the treetops above their heads. It was a loud rustling, as if a very large animal was crashing about in the branches. Immediately, Arthur became very still and alert. Suddenly, there was a very loud noise just to their right. Neeeow! It went as something brown swung across the path right in front of them disappearing off to their left somewhere. What was that? cried Katie, badly startled. I don't know, Sarah gasped. It, it, it looked a bit like a monkey or something. Meow! Went the creature again, this time swinging from left to right. Again, it was so quick that no one could get a very good look at it. Meow! Again, but this time right above them, so they all had to duck. Ouch! yelled Katie, who had not been as quick to move as the other two. My ear! Blood was running down one of Katie's rabbit ears. The blood looked very bright against her white ear, and although it was only a little bit of blood, it looked quite horrible. Something nipped my ear! Arthur began to look angry. Neow! From left to right again. This time it was Sarah who was too slow. Ah! she yelled. That was my flaming ear, you. Come here, you thingy, what's it, whatever you are. I'll punch you right on the hooter. Where are you? Arthur looked furious. 
He held the small, shiny metal rod in front of his face. Then he spat on the metal rod. Yes, spat. I'm sorry, but that's what he did. The rod made a fizzing noise as if it was very hot and steam or smoke or something came out of the end. There was a flash of bright light, like when you have your photograph taken, and when the two girls could see properly again, they could only gasp with amazement. Arthur now stood before them in a silver suit of armour. The words Prince Arthur shone out from the breastplate. In one hand he held a silver helmet, and in the other he held a large silver sword, its handle decorated with precious jewels. Slowly and deliberately he placed the helmet on his head. Clang! The creature collided with Arthur's helmet and fell to the ground with a squeal. What a weird thing it was. It looked very like a large monkey, but instead of fur, it had scales and yellow, slitty, lizardy eyes. Its nose was just a little monkey's, and it had a sharp needle teeth that stuck out over its bottom jaw. Its nose was just a little longer than a monkey's, and it had sharp needle teeth that stuck out over its bottom jaw. It was a very unpleasant-looking creature. Before it had time to recover from its fall, Arthur swung his sword. But the creature moved quickly now, and the sword only sliced through its scaly tail. The severed tail thrashed about on the floor like a snake, and the creature scurried off into the bushes, hissing and spitting, and saying, Nasty, nasty, over and over again. There was another bright flash of light, and Arthur now stood before them in his old coat, with a small rattle. There was another bright flash of light, and Arthur now stood before them in his old coat, with a small metal rod in his hand. The scaly tail had stopped thrashing, and so Arthur picked it up and put it into one of his many pockets. Yuck, yuck, yuckety yuck, was all that Sarah could manage to say. Wah, 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 stammered Katie. It was a jing jing, replied. It was a jing jing, explained Arthur. You come across them occasionally. One jing jing is a nuisance. Several jing jings together can be deadly. Is this part of the woods quite dangerous then? asked Katie nervously. Let's move on now, said Arthur. He had a distracted, faraway sort of look on his face, as if he was thinking hard about something. So they carried on walking, but a little more nervously this time. Katie began to notice something quite odd. The woods seemed to be getting darker and darker. It was odd because there weren't that many trees, really. In fact, less than usual. And also the sun was shining brightly in the sky. She also began to notice that she was finding it more and more difficult to breathe. She began to feel a bit dizzy and sat down on the floor. What's the matter, asked Sarah. Wait a minute, Arthur. Katie doesn't feel well. It's so dark, said Katie. I I can't breathe. Yeah, said Sarah. I noticed it getting dark too. Arthur, Sarah shouted to Arthur to come back. He was wandering on ahead, still looking thoughtful and puzzled. I 
feel like I can't breathe, gasped Katie. Ah, that's because you're scared, said Arthur kindly. It gets hard to breathe when you're scared, and then that makes you more scared, and then it gets even harder to breathe, so you get even more scared, then it becomes really, really difficult to breathe, and so you get more and more scared, and that, yeah, I think we've got the idea now, interrupted Sarah. Okay, Katie, here's what to do, she continued. First of all, remember the ready list, right? Okay, Katie puffed. Stop, pant. For a second, things were much quieter in Katie's mind. See, gasp. Here Sarah noticed that Katie was staring and not really looking at anything. What can you actually see, Katie? Tell me one thing. Now Katie stopped staring at nothing and looked all around herself for something real to really see. Now Katie stopped staring at nothing and looked all around herself for something to really see. She spotted an oddly shaped branch on a tall tree. She noticed how moving her she noticed how moving her eyes and then focusing on the branch had already made her feel calmer. And so by the time she got to thinking about breathing, she found that she was already allowing a deep breath to happen. As she thought about being soft and tall, Katie's head began to float up and her body began to follow it and to lengthen so that she wasn't sitting in a slumpy heap any longer. Katie began to feel much better, but still a bit scared and panty. Now what you need to do, continued Sarah, is to stop trying to breathe. Katie looked at Sarah as if she was totally bonkers. What was she talking about now? Just breathe out through your mouth for as long as you can. Go on, Katie. Try it at least. Katie narrowed her eyes and looked at Sarah in an unfriendly way. Then she began to breathe out through her mouth as slowly as she could. That's it. Now when you're finished breathing out, just close your mouth and then do nothing and see what happens. Katie finished breathing out and then obediently closed her mouth. She was curious to see what would happen next. Arthur and Sarah watched Katie with great interest. At first, nothing seemed to happen at all and Katie was beginning to look puzzled. But then air began to rush into Katie's body through her nose all by itself. She wasn't doing anything at all to make it happen. Weird! Katie smiled, obviously feeling much better. Ta-da! sang Sarah triumphantly. Arthur began to laugh, but this quickly turned into a fit of barking and he had to stop. He sniffed the air thoughtfully. <laughs> Perhaps we should move on a little. Oh, let's eat first, said Sarah. I'm starving. That's a good idea, Katie said. I'm starving too. A little reluctantly, Arthur agreed and fished around in his huge coat of many pockets until he found the wish dish. They all ate the hugest of huge meals, even Arthur, who forgot his feelings of uneasiness as soon as some food appeared. If only he hadn't forgotten. If only they had run through that part of the woods as fast, as fast as possible. But they didn't run. And what they did next 
turned out to be a very, very big mistake indeed. And what they did next turned out to be a very, very big mistake indeed. <laughs>